passion, purpose, intention. Take the journey with Ann Richards here on Pep Talk. Hi, I'm Ann Richards, and welcome to Pep Talk. Passion equals purpose. So I developed this podcast as a way for my listeners to understand the stories and journeys of my guests who have essentially taken their own life's passion and made it their purpose. And I want you to understand how that is possible in your life. I'm a life coach, a yoga teacher, an exercise enthusiast, a life lover, and now a podcaster, which is all a culmination of all my passions rolled into the one, and I'm having a blast doing it. Today, I have the pleasure of having on our show Heather Moore, who owns Heather Moore Jewelry, which is based in Cleveland. She is a jewelry designer. I would call her an artisan. And now I understand she is a glass blower as well as a metal worker. And so pretty much, Heather, what do you not do? And she's a mother of four. And a mother of four, yep. And a photographer. Oh, and a photographer. Yep. Okay, what, about, what else? There's got to be more. I'm missing um, something. But mother is the most important, so. Of four. <laughs> yes. Who are um, active and artistic kids yeah hockey big hockey players hockey writers actors artists it's amazing who keep evolving keep evolving yeah yeah at such young ages do you um do you attribute that to your own you have artistic genes very obviously and so do my children's father as well yes so we're we both are filled up with a bunch of creativity (laughs) so do you think growing up in your house that so much of that was around that they were exposed and that helped them kind of draw it out yeah and i think um i think the most important part about the the way they grew up and watching us um evolve as artists ourselves is also just the business of art and understanding how not only do you make something, but how to how do you showcase it so that everyone else can see it and be the best promoter of yourself. So, oh my God, that's so important now mm-hmm. in the promotion. Yeah. When you start, well, okay, so you started your company. What year? Mm. Well, I mean, as far as jewelry design. Um, the, the company was started in 1994. Um, I was a jewelry, like an artist, a, a, you know, like a glass person um, in the, the 90s, 93. Um, I started collecting tools when I was 13, so. Collecting tools. Yes. And that I thought. That is the I, cutest thing yes. I've ever heard. And I did think everyone else did that. You I did? Mean, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Right. Collect tools. Exactly. That is so far from my own toolbox. <laughs> but I'm bummed. I mean, whoa. Was well, your father overly impressed with this? Well, no. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. Well, my dad and my mom, they all had something to do with it. My mom was an avid, um, you know, go to every garage sale. And in the springtime, I mean, hello, everybody. You know, it starts on Thursdays. And... <laughs> 
you can find the most wonderful things. And the first thing I ever did purchase and borrow $10 for was um, a set of tools. So, wow. And that's what we actually do. We make manufacture all of our tooling in the same, you know, the same way of the tooling that I bought when I was that age. So you grew up in the east side. Cleveland. Correct. So you had yes. some good garage sales, right? There had to be some cool, interesting. Yeah. Well, you know what? Cleveland is, I mean, we should all be proud of our heritage of Cleveland because this is a tooling town. This is a manufacturing town. This is where the true vocation of, of all, you know, all good things, you know, like started. Well, we, I'd like to say it all started in Cleveland. But <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> but um, incredible tooling, um, you know, history here. And, you know, it's just kind of nice to kind of keep that heritage alive. Absolutely. Yeah. In what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So did you immediately know, and I love to ask my guests, when you were young, obviously the collection of tools is a real strong hint into your where you were going. Did you feel that uh, creativity, that... Um, sense of artistic interest at that age like is that what when I say to people what did you love to do most when you were little well I mean I'd like to say that I I love to do most what a lot of us loved which is not being on a cell phone yeah we were in the backyard we were playing in the dirt we were you know making forts we were doing all sorts of kind of innovative things that I'm not seeing our children do today. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Um, well, and was that answering your well, question? Well, so <laughs> you, you collected tools and then did you use them or did you just kind of make a collection of, of tools like I'm going to have them one day to do something? Um, no, I think, you know, just as you start collecting things, you just keep collecting more and yeah. and you use them when you need to use them. Um, uh, the, the set that I bought when I was 13, I first used in art school for a communications um, kind of exercise. What was your first job? My first job um, was a, a paper route. Mm. You know, in the my plain dealer or the press. I had the Sun Press. Sun, Sun yes, Press. So you were I afternoon did. delivery. I was <laughs> afternoon. I was actually in the morning. Oh, you were. Yep. I did morning delivery in Cleveland Heights, and then um, let's see, that was my first job, and it was great. And you know, the one thing my kids also had a paper route, and then the city of Cleveland, they let them go for adults. Yeah. Um, and they had this hysterical letter that said, you know, your jobs are getting taken away because we have to employ the adults, adults of Cleveland. And, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. But um, yeah, having a paper route was my first very proud job and collecting money was hysterical. That was very funny. It was. It's a, it seems like such an antiquated system now. Yeah. Carrying a bag around, delivering papers, going door to door, collecting money. But we learned so much with those kind of jobs. Yeah, I mean, when my kids had had the same job, they didn't have to go around and collect money. The money was automatically put into an account. Yeah. So that um, that exchange that you have with someone where you're asking for money. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting um, life lesson. It you is know? experience. So. And then did you go? Did you go? So you went to art school. 
I did. I went well. I went to um, uh, Chicago. I went to study business and psychology, and then I ended up coming back to Cleveland and doing psychology at Case, and then art at the Cleveland Institute of Art. But then I ultimately got my degree in at the Cleveland Institute of Art in specifically glass. So that's where the glass blowing. Yeah. So I was a Venetian glass blower um, for ten years, and then. So did you have like a studio? Where did you do that? Well, that was here in Cleveland. It was in New York and then in um, in Seattle. That's amazing. Yeah, it so was did awesome. You, did you make pieces? Was that your first like artwork and then you would show it and people might buy it? Yeah, and then, you know, in glass, in the glass scene, it's kind of like you're in a band. So you're in other people's band they'll be in your band or you know so you have you're blowing glass and you have your team of people that help you and then you help your uh, another team of people um for their own um art, artwork and it's a wonderful kind of kind of scene in that in that regard are you um the most artistic person in your family like the family you grew up in your siblings your parents would you consider yourself the the artist no, no, not at all. I mean, I think we're all of us were very, very unique in our own way. Like my sister Hallie is an incredible writer. Okay. Um, she's got like three. I mean, she can just, you know, the photo memory. She can just read anything and then reread it and like rework it. I mean, she's a brilliant writer. Um, and her children are are the same way. So is her husband. And then um, my other sister Wendy also was an artist. And she was a photographer. She was a, you know, photo manipulator. She was, you know, just like a contemporary artist like I I, I was, so. And your parents? Yeah. Um, my mom, um, she uh, was a science teacher for 17 years at, at um, university school. She worked at the Cleveland um, Natural History Museum. And then my dad is, you know, he's an incredible inventor engineer, businessman, um, with over 120 patents to his name. So he's pretty phenomenal. And, you know, growing up for me, for my sisters, we grew up, you know, having dinner, watching Walter Cronkite, talking business, and learning how to do what you love, you know, so. That is a cool upbringing. Yeah. And I think I love to hear that because now, as parents, there are certain ways I like to bring up my kids that I wasn't, you know, the way that I necessarily was not. However, I think today a little bit of what's missing is that conversation around the dinner table and that everyone sit down and let's talk at the end of our day. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like, who's going where at what time and when are you yes. going to sit down and eat? And are we ever going to talk face to face, eye to eye? Yeah. And I really love the repetitive, at least you looked forward to that one thing. Yeah. Everyone sat down and everyone did at the same time. Yeah. And in today's world, whereas, you know, the sports and the, the, the activities are, you know, now you can't just like four activities. You have to hyper focus on one and you've got to, it's yeah. got to command your world yeah. and it's got to take over even your family time. Did you do sports too? <laughs> I did. I was What's a huge your sports person and I was a swimmer, I was a ski racer, soccer, and lacrosse. So, wow. So you're really like, uh, I would say, a 
a really good blended person. Um, so after the glass, was there a point you reached in the glass blowing that you said, this is, I'm ready to move on. This artistic point is, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for a new, um, a new challenge. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, like with all, all of my walks of different like fields and whatnot, you do kind of notice a certain spot where you have to have to like say, okay, I got to stop here and I've got to do this in order to get over here, back over here. Maybe it's back over here. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But even if you calculate and stay within a field of, of glass of metals, now that I've been doing jewelry design for 20 years, um, you have that same concept where you can, change directions but you might still be in the same field so what you're asking me though is like was it hard for me to move from glass and then maybe go into a different area well, is that when you became a metal worker or was or um, you, were you already doing that i think i was doing metal i was doing glass and then i went into metals and then i kind of you know i bounced around and one thing helped the other you know so um but you know when I was actually in glass at the at Pilchuck, um, working with Judy Pfaff, with which who, she's a famous like a installation artist, mm -hmm. and um, I so I was hyper focused in glass, but they put me with her to help her understand how to incorporate glass into her aesthetic. And that was when I got swept into the world of metal. So she pulled me out of glass. Okay. And well, and then offered me this, you know, like a an apartment in Manhattan and all all this stuff. And I was like, hard to, you know, how do you say no? So, um, yeah. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, now I'm, you know, I'm pulling glass back into my world, and I'm, you know, everything is, you know, you get to a point as an artist where you can say this is what I started with, and then I went here, and now I'm here, but now it's all together. It's and full circle. It's full it's a full circle, yeah. yeah. I yeah. like to say that we have all these little nuggets of passion, and like at one time, you know, I'm, I was an actress, and then I worked with a photographer, and mm -hmm. then, you know, I teach spin, and then somehow that moved into yoga. But if I look at what I'm doing now, it is a combination of everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. The acting pulls in to the yoga. Absolutely. The, the way you look and the photography and the presentation and all of that plays mm -hmm. in. And I think it's so important for people to understand that. It doesn't have to be, I'm doing this. Yeah, and I'm just And then I'm going to do this. Yeah. It's like weaving it to make this beautiful masterpiece. It right. requires many different threads. And it requires one thread over another sometimes. Yeah. And it requires you to have the patience to say, no, I have to put this down for a while. And when I come back to it, I will be stronger. Yeah, You know, like that's the kind of thing. That takes a long time to recognize. Yeah, and it takes a lot, it takes strength to, to know that like, when someone says, are you, what kind of artist are you? You know, you're like, oh God, that's a big question because you can't just say one medium anymore. I mean, I can't. Right. And, you know, then, but, you know, some people say, if you're an artist, you are, you want to be honed in on to, you know, under one title, and that's impossible. 
So um, your uh, jewelry, your art is magnificent. And you. for people who can watch this, um, Heather's wearing a whole bunch necklaces, bracelets, rings, um, which are extraordinary. For some reason, this guy, I love, wait, is this, where do you have? This one has, well, my each one is a child. And okay. Then, yeah. So that, if you're not familiar, Heather Moore Jewelry, which is also a website, Heather Moore, and it's spelled M-O-O-R-E. Yeah, the website's Heather B. Moore. Heather B. Yeah. Uh, small B. Yeah. Period. More.com where you can see all of this and also in retailers throughout this country and in other countries yet? Well, we were in a lot of c companies in Europe and I just honed it back because the um, importing laws are such a pain mm -hmm. and we, you know, we personalize things. So we'll put a name on a charm or something like that. And so the SA office in in England, if it weighs more than three grams, they actually take it, they weigh it, and then they stamp import on it, and they put on it on your right, creation. They put it right over. Oh. So I was like, "Can you do it on the bale? Because when we sign everything, all of our signage is right here, like mm -hmm. around the mm -hmm. bale here." And um, you know, they were just having a hard time with that. And you know, America is so big. We have so much opportunity here. And oh, tons. We're in 150 um, retailers across the country right now. We were in more, and I pulled it back because communication for 150 stores, let alone, that's a lot, you know, to make sure you're communicating and then making sure that they're communicating your message to their customers. So we've got a big... Kind to of keep the consistency, yeah, right? Yeah, and and so we're yeah we're in a small we're a small brand, but I wouldn't. Say it's a so. good size for me right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, with four kids. So you have all these every piece you're wearing. Some of it's old, some of it's new, mm -hmm. and they've all kind of like you said they they come back in or the themes come back to you. Yeah. So the one this is like a, the leather with with your kids. My kids' Each names, kid yeah. Is. So I have these thick little circles that go around um, a leather band um, that's a really high-quality leather. Mm -hmm. And the, the kids' names, each um, circle is yellow gold for the boys. And the, the, my daughter is represented in rose gold. And their names are just kind of repeated and then uh, separated by a diamond. So oh. that just kind of flips around and then... I also have a ring that I wear, like where people wear their wedding rings. I have a band, it's rose gold, and it's got my kids' names. It's absolutely fabulous. All the way around. It's probably hard for anyone to see. Yeah, it's like a scroll band. It's mm -hmm. around But it's heavy and gorgeous. So they could go to the website and then Heather create, B. Moore. It, and yep. create this. Mm -hmm. So how many people do you have currently employed? We only have 17 people. Only? Yep. That's plenty. Yeah. It's and you're all, you have a studio and, right. a, and is it all in, one? Yeah, we have a studio in Midtown Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And it's a lovely area. I mean, Cleveland, um, Midtown is growing, you know, it's kind of getting Revitalized. bigger. Yeah, do dollar, um, uh, dealer tire just moved okay. in. And there's just a lot of really nice um, kind of companies 
butting around yeah. there. We have uh, the food trucks every Tuesday right outside my building. I'm like uh, loving that's it. That's fun. Yeah, I love it. So 17 people. So you started with you? Just alone. me. Yep. Doing it. Borrowed $1,200 from my dad uh-huh. for um, to pay for my first, you know, the payroll of the first person that I had. And, yeah, we've gone to a point where we grew too f- quickly. And, so? you know, like where it was just like, yeah, you wanted to just every phone, you didn't want to say no, you know. And, and so were you working around the clock? We were working around the clock and we were um, – our marketing material, uh, I don't think, was at the same caliber as our quality of our products. And so our messaging wasn't as good. So our tools to be the m- best messenger needed to be worked on. So when you start a company, there's so many different aspects of, of um, inner office communication. Do you c- as you communicate to your team, inward facing and then outward facing, like how do you do it? And then culturally, how do you maintain maintain the culture that you ha- want, even parlayed in your in your jewelry and your aesthetic? So, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about. And I'm sure that's not where you started. And thinking. make sure you cook a good dinner at night too. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to cook? <laughs> well, last night we did teriyaki um, steak with broccoli. I love Taco Tuesday. <laughs> At your house? Yeah, you, exactly. You make tacos? Oh, yeah. Tacos. Is everyone pitching, or are you kind of like the chef? No, we're all good. And you then are. we, and then we, I think our family favorite is pesto, um, grilled chicken with pesto noodles. Yum. Yeah. you follow recipes, or do you just kind of wing it? Uh, I like looking at pictures. You do? Yeah. But I never read the recipes. You're kidding. I just look at the pictures. That's the total And I'm like, artist. how can I emulate ah. that with the least amount of knowledge? No, I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. <laughs> and do all your kids like to cook? Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite place you like to go to? Um, for food? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Well, we like, we do as a family, we like going to Blue Point downtown yeah or johnny's those are our kind of like big birthday yeah you know or great restaurant or xo too all just that little area has good restaurants yeah yummy fish Um, or steak mm -hmm. oysters that's like your thing Mm -hmm. um it so when you were evolving and do you remember the point in which, well, did you have a point where you're like, this is never going to work, I'm done? Or were you always just like really like confident in that it would it would flow and go where it needed to go? No, I think, I think you know, at first you, sometimes you do things out, out of necessity. So at the time I, I was working with Judy and I was doing all the art and I was just making like, ten dollars an hour I needed more money and um and glass at the time I was in Brooklyn and I was like you know I wasn't it was too hard to make money with the time that it took to make you know yeah um so I don't know how am I answering your question well Uh, when you were started your company yeah did you 
were you pretty passionate and like it's going to happen and the ups and downs but or were right. you ever at a moment where you're like I'm I, this is not going to happen no okay so yeah that's where my mind was going out of like well first of all it was out of necessity like well first I was doing jewelry because Wendy my sister was out in LA and they needed jewelry for a movie set thing so I did that for her just because I was like yeah I can do it you know meh, you know whatever because I can make things yeah. I can do that you know and so um you know, and then I started making things, and you know, even when I when I was first being artistic with the jewelry, I wouldn't sell anything. I would people would be like, "Oh, I love it. How much is it?" And I'd be like, "Well, it's not for sale." You know, so I was like, what everything about why? it was no. Like, I was like, "No, I'm not going to sell that. It's you too know? important it's to mine. you." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's that whole. Oh, so there wasn't an intention of I'm going to make and sell jewelry. That well, just kind I mean, of evolved. Well, there was only when I was solving a problem when I could solve someone else's problem. But then when I put my aesthetic out there, mm -hmm. I wasn't really very good about selling it at yeah. first. Yeah. So, I mean, you do have this emotional roller coaster of uh, loving and falling in love with what you have and then selling it and parting ways with it. That's a hard, sometimes that's a hard thing to... Yeah. experience and yeah. then you have to disassociate yourself with it and know that there's a need for it and a reason for this process that you have to let it go and then yeah so then then you then you can decide well okay you know okay for me like I know I can do all these mediums I want to do when I want to do my own personal art which sometimes I still do and I I don't sell I can choose to sell it or not sell it then, you know, but uh, on the other side, I have uh, a jewelry line that I sell because we have three boys in hockey or we have, you know, we need we need to make sure everybody gets paid for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's business. Yeah. Make money. Yeah. So just like anything else. So do you remember your first hire? Was it crucial? Like it was just time. You needed help. You needed immediate help. And was it more clerical or was it more artistic? Um, the first person that I hired, well, there were t three, but the first person that I hired, my cousin said there's a g really cool girl at a coffee store down the street. And I was like, and he goes, yeah, and apparently she knows how to do metal. I was like, okay, cool. I need someone, you know. This is when we just moved back here and I needed, because I, I had everything, I had manufacturers, everything in, in New York, in Manhattan when we lived there. But when we moved here, I needed to figure out how to do that in-house. And so I go to this coffee store, and I met, um, her name was Heather. And literally, um, I was like, is your name Heather? And, da, da, da. and um, she, the way she put her glove down, she reached across the table, and she shook my hand. I hired her on the spot. And I didn't even know her. So. But you knew. I knew her because of her conviction but, yeah. and her personable skills. The facts that, you know, just the fact that she shook my hand and was, you know, approachable. I was like, this is going to be someone. And I worked with her for 10 years. Yeah. So. so it goes to show you out there. So you never know where you're going to meet your next employer or how. Yeah. But it's those little things that matter. That you pick up on and you see a nuance that is familiar um, than then yeah. you know that that person is part of your 
Yes. Extension. So I want people to understand, because maybe they haven't visited your website or they don't know the, uh, the medium and the materials, what actually goes into, say you're going to make a bracelet, really what goes into that process? Um, like you bought, you have the metal, you have to yeah. buy it. Yeah. So what, what we, um, so we're known for our personalization. So we start off with um, completely recycled metals, and usually it's it's uh, rolled out in sheet or it's pressed or extruded into pipe, and like as that's how our rings are done. Um, and then like the bracelets uh, would be sheet, and same with our our pendants. Um, and then they're die struck, so uh, like they're like they're struck like coins into coins, and then we have frames. So we're just known for our personalization. So what we end up doing is um, uh, a customer will come in with a theme that they want to do. They want to do a new ch- a, a child or a, um, a marathon. Their a time that they ran mm. their marathon. And based on their aesthetic, the store owner is going to help them decide what to, um, you know, memorialize that that moment for them. Yeah. So then the order comes in and then you have people who actually then do the, do you call it stamping? What do you call it? Yeah, we call it stamping. So Mm -hmm. sometimes with some people that actually have handwritten um, pieces, like if uh, a parent passes away or something like that and you have a letter... Um, we'll take that handwriting and we'll make it into a tool and press it into the metal. Or we already have our own stamping, like, you know, alphabets already figured out, and we can also just hand do something. So. It sounds really intricate. Yeah. Have you found uh, quite a lot of creative talent in Cleveland who now... Work yeah, with you. I mean, it is pretty amazing. Um, there's so much talent, and you know, there's talent even where you don't, uh, you know, you don't expect it. Um, one of the guys that works with us is an incredible illustrator, but he was hired. He was doing. He was like working as sous chef, and you know, he was going to art school, and now he's our head illustrator, and you know. So, um, but yeah, no, there's Kent State, there's Cleveland Institute of Art, there's so many good schools around here. Yeah. Um, so. That you draw from. Yeah, yeah. I think 17 people in a company is a lot. Yeah. And you have to be proud of that. You know, you're an employer. Yeah, yeah I am proud of it. I mean, it's, it is, um, it's amazing to know, well, to make, my goal is to make an environment that people would be happy to be in for mm. 12 hours a day if you have to be. Like in the crazy wintertime, you know, holiday rush, when people are there all the time, I want people to love it. So, Are you usually there day to day or do you go, you go out and sell? And I mean, I travel a lot. I mean, I still to this day have not been to all the stores that we sell to, but... Yeah. I do travel a lot, and then I am also with my kids a lot. So, yeah. um, but you know, the companies run. Everyone's running the company. You know what I mean? Like everyone takes ownership in it. This is a. Um, everyone's hand is in each piece. Yeah. So, I know a lot of artists who may struggle with being an artist versus being a business person. 
because it's not necessarily their strength. Mm -hmm. Have you been able to combine the two or did you kind of have a struggle with that as well? Um, no, I think I've always understood business and I've always had my own companies. Like my first company was when I was 14. It was a stone restoration company. And um, what did you do? Yeah, we did stone restoration. We did, um, how do you say, like uh, spray washing, and then we did seal coating, so tie, you know, rubberized tar emulsion. Oh my God, this is stuff I didn't even know existed. Were yeah. you a total tomboy? No, I just we just needed to make money. You know, we just so we would make money and maybe have a lemonade stand. I or know, like, like you I don't could know, do that. I'd sell like or, rocks or something. I know, but to have a but the dichotomy <laughs> of showing up in a pretty skirt and being like ordering tar was always I always found that to be funny. I'm sure they did too. <laughs> this darling, sweet blonde girl yeah. coming up to order tar. Yeah, but we would. So make you were kind coin. of an entrepreneur. Yeah, it was good. We would always make do really well and. You know, I think um, ultimately, you know, when you understand how to s start a company, I mean, you make mistakes. I've made mistakes. I've made so many mistakes, and I hope to God I don't make any more There's mistakes. There's less. <laughs> but even when I made my, like, the biggest mistake, uh, CFO, we that st some money was stolen. And, you know, my dad was like, well, you know what? It might happen again. You know, and you're like, God, you know, it just keeps you on your toes. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's true. You know, like when you trust people, you have to, you know, you just have to be careful in business. And every time, even when you're like, you're, you know the cautionary tales, you can still get burned. So you have to be careful. And, you know, in our world right now, we've got a lot of, stuff going on with social media and marketing and so many moving parts uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's easier or harder right yeah I mean when you started so if you started in 92 94 uh -huh. there was no social media right there, was there no wasn't social even media. there was no website no and it was like a big deal to make to do ads in town and country and they were like $30,000 a month <sighs> and you know so I remember that's pretty fancy though, town and country. Yeah, um, and we would and did do you that. you got a lot of response because yeah, I think the would. product that you had at yeah. that time was so unique. Yeah, and it was just hard to even it was like the measurables even then were hard. I mean, you would get an order from someone that had you know the first ad that I did with my point and shoot camera on a ladder in the skylight of my roof, you know, like because I had no photo booth, whatever, you right. know, but. You know, he held on to that picture for seven years and ordered. Oh, my god! You know, and so your measurables to immediate, you know, like, uh, you know, was it worth it, you know, for these ads is really Ultimately, hard. Yeah. If you're going to wait for seven years for this dude to sh pull this out of his wallet and say, okay, I want to buy this now. Right. Um, yeah. So when social media did launch up, it was like a huge break for everyone because we didn't have to spend those dollars and oh, think so that we true. should and still get the same amount of traction. So what? So no more giant ads. No, I mean, we, we did just get a begging, you know, like, come on, do this ad. And it's 13,000, you know, each month. And I'm like, are you, cr that's crazy. 
And I feel like we're all brainwashed, you know, like, like if you don't do it, you're not big, you know, and it's like, that's not true. Not I at don't all. know. Not you at know? all. So, no, I mean, I, think, I, you know, I, I sipped all, every Kool-Aid there is to <laughs> sip, you know what I mean? And I kissed every how, frog and, and I'm still, you know. Kissing frogs. I'm still kissing frogs. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know. But. I mean, it's a really, it's so interesting to hear you describe it as just a break and a relief because sometimes social media is so challenging at the same time. Right. Yeah. Like the keeping up on all of it is just constant. Yeah. No. Day and yeah, night. And day that's and night. like that, that break, that little moment of break yes. was just me saying, oh gosh, I don't have to spend 30 grand a month. And now it's just a different type of energy. Okay. So those $30,000 that we spent earning $30,000, now we're going to spend trolling the internet in time and visually like sucking our brain of <laughs> is it worth $19,000 yes, or would right? you rather just give someone $19,000 and close your mind and not have social media like yeah yeah insanity it's it's it's, it's exhausting it is. visually mm-hmm and and it's it like sucks your do you do it or do you like have someone do that my life out of me oh my gosh no i actually do do it uh i mean i have someone that does it for me i have my own personal and then i got torn you know i like you I have, I have a jewelry more, one yeah and then now we have i had more jewelry it was like heather i'm how to be more so and now on the jewelry Instagram. one is heather underscore b underscore more and i was like i don't want to give up my name or whatever and but yeah, so they're more active on you know the Heather Be More jewelry site um, than my personal site. Cause I, then I was like, what is what are we doing? Is it everyone just announcing happy birthdays to all their friends and family? You know, you know it became you know like a, I'm intrigued by this, I'm influenced by this imagery, and then it became a oh happy birthday, happy birthday, and now it's becoming a. Do you like me in this? Am I an influencer? Am I a this? Am I a that? Yeah, you know, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know. So I yeah. haven't posted in like six months. Because it's too much. It's too overwhelming. I, I don't even, I don't want to overthink. Like, right? I just, yeah, I don't know. So. I just, it's it's a lot to maintain. I feel like it our, our generation versus our kids who are just like whippity smart fast so at that good. whole thing oh my god and for them it. it can be such a great tool for so many things but even my and kids over you know are are pained by it pain pain oh yeah yeah i mean some of my kids have like three pictures that's it right it's too much they're like i don't want to deal yeah um do you foresee any of them working with you or have they worked with you Oh, absolutely. All of them have. So they've created with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In their own way. And, um, but the fun, one part was really funny where they've all experienced me going to trunk shows because wherever the hockey is, I'll have a partner, a a store that I sell to and I'll say, Hey, I'm going to be here for hockey. Right. Let's do a show. Do you have any customers you want help with? Okay. And that's a great idea. Yeah. And because then you get to be there for the hockey, but then you get to do your own thing. And help, yeah, and yeah. honestly help pay for all of it. You know, everybody, you know, everybody benefits. And um, 
But this one time, Henry was going to Madison, uh, Wisconsin, and for uh, trying out for a USHL team, and I didn't have a partner there. And I was like, you know what? You know, I look around and I'm like, there's this one store I thought would do well with the line. And so he went in and he opened up a partnership. You're kidding? No. So you just went in? He did, he went in. Your yeah, son he did. sauntered in. Yeah, and was like, my mom was right. This is a nice store. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. And then God. he closed the deal? Yeah, and then they called me, and they are like, Heather, your son is so funny. Da, da, da. Yeah, so, it's you know, we all work together. We all know that all of our initiatives help for the greater cause, which is everyone just moving forward. Yeah. You know? So yeah. That's so if fun. If we can all help each other, Oh, my God, that's out. the best. Yeah. Um, what is, do they wear pieces specifically yeah, by you? Yeah, they all do. Actually, like what are the what are the boys? So maybe? let's see. Oliver is my um, he's my 16 year old, and um, so he has on a size three ID tag, which is you know like a little bit the like the height of a I don't know like a silver dollar, and it says Bliss on it, and it's in the handwriting of the woman that owned the 1966 Mustang that he got last year Aww. and she called the Mustang bliss. And so I in her handwriting, uh, he wears a tag that okay. says bliss. And he's got that cool car. Yeah. He's got, Ugh. yeah, he's got a 1966 Mustang. And then, um, Henry has, uh, a, a, a bracelet that says Mr. Henry on the inside because since he was little, like from the day, like from the first doctor that ever met him, people call him Mr. Henry. And I have no idea why. So they'll say, oh, hello, Mr. Henry. Oh, my gosh. And it happens throughout his life. Yeah. In different areas. And so um, he has his birth year and then Mr. Henry on the inside. And then Leo has something similar. It's like this wide, though. Yeah. And it has his birth date on it because it's shorter. It's like 11 to 2000, which is MM. Mm -hmm. But then he's also an illustrator. So he did um, DNA illustrations on both sides. Oh. And then he's got his initials on the inside. And then Coral's first song that she launched on SoundCloud when she was 13, um, her logo is on on a bracelet. She's a so singer. She is a singer. Wow, these kids are so talented. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was. She was into it. Now she's not into it. Yeah. So, you know, you have and flow. It's so great that they've seen create all this and, mm -hmm. and try and live in the balance of how to do all of it. Yeah. Um, what do you, do you have anything you do to unwind? Well, I do ceramics. Do you have like a studio at home? I wish, no, but I, night classes are really great at the Cleveland Institute of Art. Really? Yeah, they're really good. Is it so like calming and therapeutic? Oh, I love it. Yeah, so I do night classes and um, yeah, I was doing a bunch of ceramics. Um, and other unwinding, I mean, photography, so. The art never stops. Yeah. Like, that is your, 
That's your soul. Yeah, I mean, this bracelet here, this one says, when you view life through the right lens, everything comes into focus. I totally agree. Yeah. And you got to so. change your lens a lot. You do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> because, you know, people can look at it in such a bad way, and I always say you got to change the lens yeah. right now. In class, I remind people, what are you, how are you looking at your life? Right. You know? It's such different perspective. Like, you know what you've been through and what it's taken, and people probably who don't know you don't have no idea of all this. That's why I right. like to hear the, the nitty-gritty and the grind. Yeah. Because everyone has had a grind. Right. Most people don't know about that. And so in today's culture, especially, it's now. Right. I want to be famous. I want everything to happen now. Right. And you've gone on this long path. Right. It's so cool. Yeah. Where do you have... Do you have an idea of like what is next? Or are you just kind of like, we'll see? Mm -mm. No, I have no idea. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I think, uh, well, I mean, getting back into glass is something that I have been dabbling in and, mm -hmm. and kind of flirting with. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely my, I love the medium. I love the principle of the medium. Um, so... I don't is know. Do, where's the most beautiful glass? Where? Yeah. Uh, I would say in Cleveland. I love it. No. I love it. I thought you were gonna say Venice. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I have some Mark Petrovic and Kari Russell Poole. There's like, there's some incredible talent here in Cleveland. Yeah. Of the glass blowing. So um, I've been to the glass blower in 25th. On 25th. The Glass Bubble Project, I think it's called. Okay. And he's a glass blower. You know, he just like opens the garage door and yep. everyone's blowing glass in there. Yeah. You would love it. Yeah. I Yeah, I love, you know, and I think it's, there's just something really special about blowing glass and working with a team and, mm -hmm. you know, being part of that um, mm -hmm. community. Um, so, but like when I think about what I'm going to do next, um, you know, I, uh, I do also love collecting art. You know, I think in marketing, I think when I think about what I do, I I, I document people's stories, and, and that's what I do with photography. And um, I don't know, when people are doing their artwork and just like looking at the way they do it, I don't know, I feel like I'm, I, I'm a definitely, a, I'm a collector at the same time, so I'm, I love looking at really talented, well-made pieces of, of art across the board. Do you have a piece or something that you about which you're the most proud? Like something that you're like, whoa, this was. I mean, it would be crazy. I couldn't not say my kids. I mean, like those guys blow me away ah. all the time, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I, uh, you know, and I can't even believe that I was part of that creation. That is so true. <laughs> right? Like, oh, you I start completely looking agree. at what they're capable of yeah. and stuff like that. And you're like, God, am I. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah. That's the best. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have a, um, like a, have you ever had it like a, like kind of a pinch yourself moment, like in selling to someone in particular or anything? You're like, I can't believe I'm talking to this person right now. Whether it be your own idol or like personality, or you were like, I can't believe I'm dealing with, you know, I don't know, some great artist or. 
Yeah, I think I don't know. I I I don't know that I've or ever have you ever made something for someone that was like you know super famous. Yeah, I definitely have done that for a lot of very incredible people, but everyone's story is just as important as everyone else's. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And like, I'm super proud to say like, like, uh, you know, JK Rowling, like she's a great customer of ours, you know, like, like writers, like people that are, th that are think thinking about, you know, all of the, you know, what are their actions, even in words, you know? Yeah. And how, how is that message going to, you know, kind of parlay who they are forever? And how do you think she found you? I don't know. Um, I think our, our our work is in the art in the writing community very much so. So I can't remember who. <laughs> that's that's fun though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone who's also very talented in their realm. Yeah, but man, I mean, I I definitely think it's so interesting to see all the people that I mean, I just came back from going to all these different stores and meeting all these people and. Every single person has their own unique group of pieces on, and they're all beautiful, and every person is so different. So I feel like we're really able to tap into something. You know what I mean? Totally. I feel like it's something very special. It is. So, and I'm just proud to be part of it. So. Um, I always ask people about their music, and I'm sure your kids are surround you with different realms of music. Do you have a favorite? Um, favorite music right now? Music or, or who's your person? Um, I love every type of music and I think we're really, I've, I was astounded to watch my kids grow up with phones and having such music at their disposal. Mm -hmm. They became so knowledgeable of every genre of music before they were 12. Yeah. Yeah. And like we had Bob Dylan and, you know, we had like 30 records. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Swear to God, I'm dating myself big time. But yeah. I mean, who do I like right now? I'm like, my kids make my playlists. Yeah. So I like everything. Um, you know, like I'll always go to Dire Straits and Cat Stevens when cooking. That's, that's. <laughs> Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. What was, do Dylan. you remember the last concert you were at? The last concert I was at? Um, it was probably like a Pink Floyd, you know. Come on. I don't know. Really? I don't know. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, like a real concert that I went to was Bob Dylan. I never saw him. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Do you love him? Yeah. I do. I mean, who did the Highwaymen were my favorite. Ah, Chris Christopherson. Like I'm so dating myself. Yeah. And yeah, like all those guys. <laughs> That's cool though. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so if you go out now for fun, is it usually? Well, do you ever get to go out for fun? I mean, you got yeah. you're constantly on the go. Well, I think you no, know, we go sailing or we go boating and yeah, yeah. in the yeah. summer, absolutely. Yeah, Biking. we boat too. I yeah. love the water. Yeah, isn't it great to have it here? Oh, Cleveland and it's going to get warm and sunny real soon, mm -hmm. and we're going to be on the boats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have Wendy Park downtown. We've got all the Wendy I mean, Park. Yes, tell us about that. Yeah, Wendy Park's amazing. I mean, it's part of the Metro Parks now. It, 
They've done a great job. They're doing Winnie a great Park job. Winnie Park is part of your family. Yeah. Do you want to share that story? Yeah, that was just, um, I mean, in the 80s, um, Conrail, I, w I think the city was taking it over with eminent domain um, to make something, I don't know, not beautiful. Yeah. And so Dan um, got, uh, took it over Dan from being my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, from Conrail with uh, for a hundred year lease for a dollar, and he cleaned it up. He it was his ha hard work, like he his own dollars, trudging that area and and then designing a marina and and creating the restaurant and everything. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, and it's named after my sister who passed away. So what a tribute. Yeah, that's good just for the soul of Cleveland, just mm -hmm. to make it better. So mm -hmm. that's your family. It's yeah. an incredible legacy. Yeah, we love it. And I think, you know, Cleveland, everyone needs to, there, there's just so much to be proud of. Cleveland is a beautiful town, so. Yeah, and and these creations are really even more beautiful. Yeah. I thank you so much for sharing your story. It is it is gold. <laughs> and, and Heather Moore is a star. And she's she's totally downgrading her whole presence in the in the jewelry world. It's pretty huge. And in order to find that, go check out the website heatherbemore.com dot com and then look up her Instagram. She has two. <laughs> right. It's just Heather B Moore. And then the Instagram for jewelry is Heather underscore B. Is your middle name B? Yeah, Butler. Because it's so cool, Heather B Moore. Yeah. I mean, just just I know, right? I, I, no I, like, I, I no love pressure. that. I love that. <laughs> Sometimes I hear names and I'm like, wow. I know. I want that name. <laughs> Heather B. Moore. So it's also really easy for you to remember and go look up the incredible artwork that is there and continue to follow Heather on her amazing journey. So thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, that was fun. Forever